This is my voice, my weapon of choice. Hello everybody, you are listening to IVS Radio, a podcast series on the migrant women experience. Brought to you by IVS, the international women's space. IVS has been a space for refugee women to come together and self-organize. We discuss, share, and exchange our stories, experiences, challenges, and struggles. We empower each other and empower ourselves to learn about and fight for our rights. Make sure to visit our website, iwspace.de, and subscribe to our podcasts. Yes, good evening. Good evening, all of you. I'm very happy to have our podcast this evening. I am joined by my colleague, Dennis garcia Bakht, and I am Jennifer Kamau from the International Women's Space. And our guests today are women that we have been having throughout the weekend from the White Plus uh, Umbrella Group. And I want to say I am really, really happy. We are really honored to have you here in Berlin and you here for the podcast. And we will begin our session by giving you each a, a time to introduce yourself, say your name, your country of origin, uh, what you're doing, and anything you think you feel is important to say about the organization that you're working for. I'm going to start with my left here, Hidaya, please, welcome. Hello, uh, thank you Jennifer for that um, uh, welcome message. Uh, my name is Noor Hidaya Hassan, most people call me Hidaya. Uh, I come from Singapore, I am currently based in France. Uh, I uh, work for the White Plus Network, which is Women in Development Europe Plus. Um, and White Plus is a European network of associations and activists that fight for women's rights uh, as part of a larger struggle for social justice, sustainable livelihoods, and human rights. And do you have any other job you do, or it's just full-time with White Plus? So at White Plus, I support the Gender and Migration Working Group, which is why we have all gathered in Berlin, hosted by International Women's Space. Um, other than working uh, for White Plus, I also teach sociology at a university in Singapore through online classes. Thank you very much. Our next guest, we are very happy to have women from different parts of the world, really. We are really, we feel very honored. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Jennifer. My name is Silvina Monteros. I'm uh, Argentine, uh, but living in uh, Spain uh, more 25 years ago. And I representing uh, the Latin American and Caribbean women in uh, Spain that is integrated by 13, for 13 associations leaded by migrant women in Spain. And our work is, uh, ad is an advocacy work and also re uh, doing research for the visibility of the situation of migrant women in Spain. And also we tried uh, uh, to training us in a legal instrument to better defend the rights of migrant women. Thank you very much. I come to the other side, Silvia. Good evening, everyone. I'm uh, Silvia Dumitrache. I'm Romanian, uh, but living in uh, Milan. It's uh, 19 years already. Oh. 
a lifetime. And I found uh, a uh, Romanian Women's Association in Milan. It's the only association of migrant, uh, Romanian migrant women. women. And uh, I also uh, work for uh, um, Romanian um, uh, women's lobby in Romania. And um, I'm also a member of uh, an association for human rights in Italy. And uh, uh, I'm an expert in uh, migration for Romanian women's uh, lobby and uh, president for our association, uh, voluntary, uh, 100%. And I'm uh, really very honored that you have me tonight. It's an, uh, an important, uh, it was an important day for all of us. And um, I'm feeling at home with you here. Yeah. It seems that uh, I know you for a lifetime. I don't know why. Maybe because we have the same, uh, we, we do the same fights, the same goals. We, have. we are activists for human rights and uh, advocate for human rights. Thank you. Thank you. Um, First, I want to say thank you, uh, both Sharon and uh, you, Jennifer, and the organization. Um, my name is Nancy Contreras, and I'm Mexican, living in Sweden. Um, and I uh, work, no, I not work, I'm representing the organization uh, GADIP, Gender and Development in Practice, in Sweden. And I'm a board member of White Plus. Recently, um, the 18th of November, I became board member. And um, in Sweden, I work with um, different organizations. And one of them is, as I said, GADIP. And we work with um, women's rights and adult education. And the other organization is called um, Workers, Ad Workers Adult Education. And um, we do study circles and we work with um, migrant women from Somalia and Afghanistan and Syria. Uh, and we um, do some uh, artistic work <laughs> with them. And we sew clothes. I learned them to use a sewing machine, and we work with to to make artistic things and clothes. And at the same time, we learn about women's rights, and it's a good place for the women to um, learn Swedish, um, because when we are in in a room with our sewing machines, it's um, a relaxed place for them, and then they start to talk and we can bring issues like women's rights and talk in, in Swedish and integration. And then in ICADIP we um, uh, do uh, advocacy as well. Um, and we have uh, different groups also. And yes, I'm a member of the migration group as well. Thank you very much. This reminds me one time we were trying 
to get into contact with women from Afghanistan. Maybe you want to say something about it, Denise. I was just uh, thinking the same when you were talking about sewing together. In 2015, when uh, uh, many, many refugees came to Germany, we created this, uh, our idea was let's get together with the Afghani women and knit together. It was winter, so we started knitting. We didn't, I didn't even know how to knit. I think you didn't either. <laughs> and then to do that, but in our case, we needed translation all the time because we didn't have a common language, but it worked. We yeah. were doing this yeah. work, I think, for six months, no? Yeah, and the idea was to, we were allowed to enter this heim by a social worker who was working for the Red Cross and was our contact. And the idea was to, it was very hard to get into contact with the women because then when the men saw that we were suing, then they didn't think we were talking of anything, there's anything serious we were talking about. But we managed to politicize them. And at the end they demonstrated, but we were kicked out of this shelter. So we <laughs> were not able to go back. So <laughs> thanks for reminding us that, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Maria from Angiotena. Uh, from Belgrade, Serbia. Thank you for inviting me. It's really a pleasure. And it's great to be here with all these incredible women. Uh, NGO Athena is a feminist women's organization based in Serbia. And for the past 18 years, we have been supporting survivors of human trafficking, gender-based violence. We have the only shelter for human trafficking survivors in Serbia. And three years ago, we have uh, licensed it. So it's now officially licensed assisted housing service. Uh, in addition, we also work with refugee and migrant women. So for the past six, seven years, we have been included in the refugee crisis that has happened uh, and affected Serbia. And we are providing um, direct support, assistance, safe accommodation. Uh, we also have economic empowerment program. So those women who wish to stay, both from the Muslim population and uh, refugee and migrant women or asylum seekers, have an opportunity to learn uh, new skills and to apply for jobs. So we're really happy that we get the chance to, to work with them. Uh, we also have some advocacy initiatives, and we have been working with two groups of survivors of violence and exploitation, girls and women who are now making two advocacy groups. One is a group of refugee and migrant women. The other group is a Serbian domicile population, and they began their own advocacy work, meeting with representatives of institutions, decision makers, they were participating in some reports Athena did in shadow reporting for CEDA committee. For, uh, also, they were preparing recommendations for changes to policies and laws in Serbia that affect services that are being provided to them. So we're really happy that we managed to achieve that much because we feel that this lane is something that is the future of Athena, and we're hoping to have even more girls become involved and empowered to do so. 
Thank you very much for the introduction and the various works that you're doing in regards to the human rights, especially of women and especially of refugee and migrants, because there is a very big gap that has been left and the responsible parties are not taking up responsibility. But I would like to ask you a one quick question why you decided to start the work that you're doing. Sylvia, you had a very passionate presentation and it touched me and I was like, no, we have to speak with Sylvia. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I saw a documentary in uh, 2010 uh, that uh, impressed me about some uh, boys, some uh, young boys, Romanian boys, that took their lives because their mothers were abroad, working abroad, and left them uh, behind with uh, their fathers. And uh, it was uh, something new for me. And uh, it was uh, very uh, powerful. Uh, it has a very polar effect on me. I don't know why. And from that moment, I decided <laughs> to to do something to help uh, these families because uh, it's not only about uh, children. It's not only about women. It's not uh, uh, only about uh, Romania. I'm living in Italy, in Milan. It's not only about Italy. It's about all of us. It's a affect all of us. Migration, exploitation, and um, uh, human rights that we do not have in general. I'm a... I'm in Union, uh, Europe Union. I'm from Romania, a community. But uh, sometimes I'm feeling like a, a citizen of category C. And uh, affects me because the, the rich uh, um, states, countries, mistreat us. From all point, uh, point of uh, views, um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I decide to to try to to do something, and I uh, started to invent uh, solutions because I have nothing. I wasn't prepared. I'm a autodidact myself, uh, and I had to learn. Uh, strada facendo, making things, uh, inventing things. I used uh, uh, at first Facebook that had uh, causes. You can, uh, uh, I made a cause uh, which uh, uh, the, uh, the name of this cause mission was uh, Mama Loves You because it was a uh, I I, tr uh, I try to to reach somebody who wants to think who thinks to to make a to make suicide. Uh, generally, this person persons uh, send a message around 
to be blocked, to be to be helped, and I uh, I wanted very much to um, this um, these young boys maybe uh, when uh, when uh, go online and um, uh, no don't knowing where they they uh, in uh, there are many who do, don't know where their mothers are in Italy and searching for mother like a word and the first message that they received in this in the river that their mama loved them and uh, in this way may, maybe block this uh, could block this um, this uh, wish negative wish and then uh, i um, worked with uh, uh, libraries in uh, Romania, libraries in uh, Italy, because there were places, uh, I, existing places with uh, person, uh, women that worked there. I didn't have to pay them. I didn't have to pay the rent. Uh, they were, uh, everything, uh, everybody was online. Everybody was prepared. I asked them if they want to join to this program to uh, make to to give the opportunity to the to children to go in uh, the library and talk and see their their parents online on Skype. And uh, yeah, today I'm here together with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yes, um, for me, I have always been interested in, in the theme. Uh, already in Mexico, I was uh, interested in about the indigenous people and how they were treated. And then when I moved to Sweden, I um, I became interested uh, in the migrant women, of course, because <laughs> I was a migrant. Then I, I start to go to this adult education organization and um, we propose this uh, project for like study circle. And I saw the necessity of, of the, the women in, in the uh, neighborhood. So we, we start with the, the study circles, but you ask why we are interested. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I saw you nodding your head when Sylvia said that you feel like you're treated like citizency. Why, uh, you know, this is this acknowledgement. Can you start from there and then say why you do what you're doing? <laughs> well, Serbia in general is a bit of a troublesome territory. We seem to, with our history of war and break of the country, former Yugoslavia, we seem to keep finding ways to differentiate ourselves, to group ourselves and to create some kind of alliances that will keep us apart instead of together. So in that sense, I do understand. And there's still a huge issue with racism in the country, which particularly affects Roma people and refugees and migrants who are coming. And there's an entire movement 
that is anti-migrants, anti-refugees, that is really becoming even stronger. And we've had some protests and serious like street actions. We even have a group that's calling itself National Patrol, which acts like a military group and goes around the streets and tries to frighten migrants and refugees they find into leaving the country. We've had posters in public transport of uh, persons holding someone's head saying that this is what we're accepting with the migrants. So we reacted to that and reported that to the protector of citizens. So now the transport has to be checked before they let the buses go because that was really a huge issue. So in that sense, I understand the citizen A, B, and C. And on the other hand, even the fact that we belong to an NGO means that we're public enemies and enemies of the state because we receive foreign funds to work against the state. So yeah, it all comes down to, to the fact that we have quite similar experiences despite the fact that we come from different countries, but that was the citizency <laughs> reason primarily. Yeah, and regarding your question, I was, actually I'll go all the way back. I was raised by a really strong grandmother who was the head of the family and who taught us that we have to stand up for ourselves and we have to be the ones who are going to decide, who are going to lead our own lives and not let anyone step on us. So that was the first instance. Then the very fact that I've been raised in a country that has suffered wars, refugees, internally displaced persons, which is a reason in itself for activism. And the fact that I really hope that we'll live to see that women become equal to men. Thank you very much for this powerful statement. We will take a short break and listen to one song. And uh, the song is going to be... Uh, please tell us this song and why you choose this song. Yes, it's going to be Vivir Sin Miedo, Living Without Fear from Vivir Quintana. Alas, a 
cada minuto de cada semana nos roban amigas, nos matan hermanas, destrozan sus cuerpos, los desaparecen, no olvides sus nombres, por favor, señor presidente. Por todas las compas luchando en reforma, por todas las morras peleando en Sonora, por las comandantas luchando por Chiapas, por todas las madres buscando en Tijuana. Cantamos sin miedo, pedimos justicia, gritamos por cada desaparecida. Que resuene fuerte, nos queremos vivas, que caiga con fuerza el feminicida. Yo todo lo incendio, yo todo lo rompo Si un día algún fulano te apaga los ojos Ya nada me calla, ya todo me sobra Si tocan a una, respondemos todas Soy Claudia, soy Esther y soy Teresa Soy Ingrid, soy Fabiola y soy Valeria Soy la niña Thank you for the song. It was lovely, it was such a lovely song. And we feel very strong now after listening to the song. But now I come to you with a question that I have asked the rest. Please take the mic and let us know why you engaged in what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so um, I'm a migrant woman uh, living in, in Spain. I was an uh, undocumented migrant woman for years. It was um, very, very hard. Uh, then, uh, as I came from Argentina, there is a discrimination between uh, migrant people from uh, uh, different origins. Argentina's people, we have uh, more benefit to get the permission because we uh, are a colonial uh, country from uh, Spain and other countries from, from Latin America. 
So I did come uh, get the permission, but I felt that this is not it's an unjust uh, system. Um, I participated in, in a big uh, march by uh, undocumented people, La Marcha Sin Papeles, Personas Sin Papeles, and in Spain in 2000. Uh, many people get the church to live there for six months, fight protesting for, for the rights, for take the permission, because we live in several years without permission. And the situation was, and today, continue saying very, very bad. Um, from this um, uh, March, for this strike uh, in 2000, uh, many migrant uh, people and collective we organize in different associations, different collective uh, all around the, uh, the, the Spain. Um, in 2005, we uh, feel we felt that we are uh, separated, and we need to build our uh, big network for better fighting. <laughs> for better do an advocacy work. It was not easy because um, the strike in 2000 was led mostly by men. And women, we are in the second place. In 2005, uh, the women get got awareness about our situation and we began to organize us better. And in 2010, we created this network where I participate. And from there, we uh, try to do our work together. And uh, in this sense, uh, we, um, we get uh, many, many things fighting together in a collective uh, organization. Thank you. Thank you. Hidaya, your turn. Um, so I, I come from Singapore, and uh, on paper that may sound wonderful to come from such a rich country, but Singapore is an authoritarian, patriarchal, and capitalistic country where no movement building is allowed. You can't protest, you can't uh, do demonstrations or march, or you'd be thrown in jail. So within that context, when I was in Singapore, I was part of two women's uh, associations uh, where we work on issues like rights of single moms and migrant domestic workers who mostly come from countries like Indonesia, Philippines, Sri Lanka, um, and Myanmar. So when I moved to France about three years ago, I was trying to look for a um, feminist network that I could be part of in France. Um, however, as a non-European, non-French-speaking migrant woman, um, I was not welcome in any of the feminist spaces. So I started to look for more transnational or European-level type of network. And I chanced upon uh, a report from White Plus uh, from one of the migration uh, events through Google, good old Google, and I just uh, gave a cold email to uh, Hia, and 
and I felt like I found my home uh, because I could be, you know, um, doing, I could be working in issues and topics that are very close to what I used to do in Singapore, but at a different scale and at a different level. So when I was also in Singapore, I, w I was teaching um, the history of Singapore through a decolonial and gender lens. Um, because Singapore is a former British colony. So how we were taught history was very much through the colonial master's eyes. So, um, and I continue to teach uh, a history class uh, and sociology class through, um, through Zoom for the same university that I used to work for. Yes. So, yeah. So basically, I was working for, I was part of women's associations in Singapore and I was basically looking for something that could align with what I used to do back home here. I uh, could not find that in France, have not found that yet. Uh, because if you don't speak French, you are not welcome in any of the feminist uh, networks because they don't use any other language other than French. We, we, we know that experience, how being isolated with the language has kept us away from so many things. And that's one of the reasons that we organize. My compañera here wants to ask a question. Yeah, I will ask a question, but first I'm going to comment how wonderful it is to be with women that migrated from their countries to Europe or European women working in, in their own countries or in other countries with issues that we've been trying to cover also with the population of migrant women in Berlin. But to meet you and see how you are doing your work in those countries that sometimes we go for a conference or something. I remember being in Belgrade in 2015 when that square was occupied as well. So it was, we, in the beginning I thought, oh, it's almost like Oranienplatz, but it was not at all because people were struggling there. But you mentioned uh, in terms of uh, Sebe, and this is very interesting, that you were working with shelters for women this is such an issue because here in Germany also there are shelters but never enough. So how are you able, how many places you have in the shelter, how does it work, um, how long women can stay, how it is organized, what kind of um, women from where, um, where is the population coming from, if you could tell us a bit. Yeah, so our... Um assisted housing service, that's the licensed shelter we have, is primarily for the domicile population, uh, that is persons, women and girls who have survived exploitation, human trafficking, and we have run it for 18 years now. So the issue is that the government has been promising that they are going to open a shelter for human trafficking survivors because it is very much needed. It was in fact opened in 2019. However, there were many difficulties since the beginning. And once the pandemic started in March 2020, their funds were frozen, even they were state-run shelter. So given that we are providing assistance and support to uh, women and children who are trafficking survivors, they first began calling us to provide for food, hygiene, to cover all the needs for these women and children. And then in August 2020, it was officially closed. So we just got a call that 
they're done and we need to accommodate all the women and children there which is a great burden in a sense because we are an NGO that is not being financed by the state and we have to use project-based funds to finance a program that is a long-term program and must be sustained because we can't have a woman or a girl enter a program and we can't just tell her, yeah, this is great, we're going to help you, but we don't have funds for more than three months. We have to find ways to keep it for as long as she needs us, in a sense to first provide food, shelter, hygiene, psychological assistance, legal assistance, to mostly help with gaining documents, then going back to school, finding a job, training, education. So it's really a long-term process that is not easy to achieve through project funds, and that's what we're basically doing. And since the beginning of the European refugee crisis, we opened, uh, we now have two more shelters. We had three at one point, where we accommodate girls and women. So uh, girls and women over 16 years of age, that's the only rule. So no one younger than that, unless they are children with their mothers. Uh, we are trying to make as much space as possible because there is, especially for, for migrant and refugee women, there is an issue with their accommodation in safe spaces, given that they are, most of them, in government-run asylum and reception centers. So when violence occurs and when they're at risk, the only solution they have is to transfer the mother and children, if she has them, to a different center and to leave her husband or partner in the one when, where they were staying. Uh, the fact is that we do have safe houses for women who suffer violence throughout Serbia, but they are only for domicile population. So a woman who is not Serbian citizen cannot be accommodated there because those are funded by self-governments on those territories, and they can't get the money if they accommodate someone who is not a citizen within. So that really is an issue, and it is a struggle because there were many cases of violence, and there are many, many women and children who do need all kinds of assistance, but I guess we're all doing the best we can and hope that it's enough. Thank you very much. I was also thinking about the Romnia community in Italy as you were describing your work. When we were in the occupied school that Jennifer told you, we had one floor. We had the women's space on one floor and one floor that it was the Romnia community. And it was a great experience to, to work politically together with them. And after the eviction, they, many of them went back sleeping in a park. And this is something that we see happening a lot with the Romanian community. So we would like to know if it in Milan, where you work, is the same. No. No, no. Uh, I am... Uh 
because it's forbidden. It's forbidden. You uh, meet uh, uh, homeless people in uh, a zone of uh, central um, station, and that's all. No, they are forbidden. But there are shelters for them. They are inviting uh, uh, always uh, homeless persons to to go to uh, shelters. Some of them refuses. I don't know why, because maybe because they uh, prefer to, to they uh, they uh, prefer to remain uh, free. It's an issue. They have animals uh, together with them, and uh, they are not allowed in these shelters. Uh, with animals and don't uh, they don't want to abandon the uh, them mm, in northern uh, Italy uh, they are uh, organized uh, better in southern Italy uh, is not the same is not the same it it's uh, uh, also a political uh, point of view let's say it's a little bit complicated uh, because it's a, a serious difference. Be Southern uh, Italy is uh, poorer, uh, really. Is uh, There are interests to keep it poor and to depend uh, on uh, the, the powerful uh, families that uh, are governing the region. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm posing this question to you because you introduced white plus and the different things that the different topics on the because this is the gender and the migration group. What other group is in the white plus uh, organization? So maybe you could clarify that. Um, yes, uh, white plus is the the network and. Um, to start, I can say that uh, it has a, a board and each member of the board is from one organization of the the network. Uh, and we are now seven different organizations, I think, and, and individuals also who are in the board. And uh, from different themes or interests, um, we have organized different groups. We have... Uh, members of the board who works with them um, in the academia and they uh, do a lot of research and we have other groups who who work with um, civil society and we try to make a mix between the academia and the civil society and i think the the board before me they started to to put four different themes and uh, one of this is the migration group and um, all the the network are organizations from Europe who has migrant women in, in the power <laughs> and um, the other uh, groups are economic literacy and they work with um, organizations not only in Europe uh, also in Latin America um, they try to do the connection, like in Mexico, and try to help other organizations in Latin America or Central America, and um, try to get this information to empower the women's uh, rights in, in Latin America. 
and then we have uh, two others <laughs> that Hidaya can. Yeah, I can I can add on. So the two others are one is the gender and trade working group where the gender and trade working group is part of this global alliance called the gender and trade coalition. So they advocate for um, for for uh, gender justice policies at the global level um, within this coalition. And then the other one is the uh, feminist movement building gen uh, working group. Uh, and recently, White Plus started to look into ways to incorporate or to use an intersectional feminist lens into the work that we're doing. Um, so we started uh, recently an intersectional feminism uh, working group. And this working group um, started it first, its first activity, which is a series of webinar on intersectional feminism. Thank you. Uh, and on that, you had a song you wanted us to play. Mention the song and why you like it. Okay, um, so the song is called From Cape Town to Berlin, from Sounds of the South. And um, the reason why I picked this song is because at a recent uh, dialogue on intersectional uh, migrant women movement building, uh, this song was introduced at that dialogue. And um, it was a very, uh, in fact, it's not just this song, but the whole album was played during uh, the breaks and things like that. So I picked this song because we're on in Berlin and I thought this is uh, something significant. Okay, okay, okay. Sonne scheint auf den Asphalt Der Hip-Hop-Karawan aus Afrika macht Halt Sie fragen, wie ist das Land der Dichter und Denker? Ich sag, ich seh leider nur Richter und Henker Denn Deutschland, das ist ein Land der Loser Es tötet mit auf Lampedusa Es steht nicht auf und sagt was dagegen Nein, es bleibt zu Hause und macht Para mit Raketen Damit nicht genug, wenn man sieht, was Gau versucht Aktive Kriegen mitzumischen ist sein Gesuch Freiheit ist doch hier nur für einige wenige gedacht Die herrschende Klasse strebt nach ewiger Macht Unterdrückung wegen Herkunft, Geschlecht und Klasse Doch die Straßen sind leer, wo bleibt die breite Masse? Man könnte meinen, es wäre niemand revolutionär Doch das stimmt nicht, yeah, wir brauchen nur noch mehr We've been separated by this barricade There's five separations in our own communities Organizing locally and vocally Using our freedom of expression as a tool for change If you're willing to take the risk and live until the International solidarity, organizing globally, uniting all circles of the working class people, raging on the monopoly state, erasing all forms of oppression of states. Oh, equality and freedom amongst the people, amongst the people. Ihre Straßen werden uns strafen, solange wir noch um Waffen halten, sie uns zum Waffen. You've been oppressed for too long, attacked for too long, abused and mistreated, accused just for being black. Oppressed for too long, you feel they are crashing, is building within you. You want to resist, start up when you feel that you can't take the heat. Get down. 
down on the streets and raise up your fist. Amanda, Stalin go go stay, go Kigana. Ongo wangulu bapume bela nelelana. Kasi yimbumba ya manyama. Siyatela manyale, stoka stelu sumtom nyama. Kumu mdisela lo kichana. We'll reclaim the power. Wabuye lo mtaba. Sausha yuoma, kuse kuse. Stunche kuse klunge. Kasi jima jamo tanga na nita wosfule. Eta soze stule. Sabila nje, sesa dale mwaibe. Soze spela. Wir stehen hier zusammen, weil unsere Stadt gut wird zusammen gehen Blicken in die gleiche Richtung haben, uns auch angesehen Kapstadt Berlin, da ist jetzt eine Verbindung Und die ist angenehm, wir sind uns alle einig Dass es an der Zeit ist aufzustehen, sich solidarisieren Dass nicht nur um sich selbst zu drehen, nicht drinnen zu verstummen Sondern aus dem Haus zu gehen, denn es sind krasse Dinge Die in diesem Land geschehen, Gesetze, die nicht schützen Sondern Menschen unterdrücken, Rechte ausgehebelt Und ich kämpfe bis ich sterbe, Bruder, sind wir fit Bruder, sind wir fit Sei zu demonstrieren und sich lassen frei zu nehmen Plätze zu besetzen und die Straßen wieder einzunehmen Sei zu protestieren und gemeinsam dafür einzutreten Dass alle gleiche Rechte haben und in Freiheit leben Sei zu demonstrieren und sich lassen frei zu nehmen Plätze zu besetzen und die Straßen wieder einzunehmen Sei zu protestieren und gemeinsam dafür einzutreten Dass alle gleiche Rechte haben und in Freiheit leben Freiheit leben Freiheit leben Freiheit leben Você está ouvindo IVS Rádio. Thank you very much, Hidaya, for the good choice of song. I never heard it before. What a song. And it kind of gives the feeling and it's kind of gives the spirit we were having as you were all coming to Berlin. And with this note, could you please summarize what the conference was about? So the, we spent um, three days in Berlin, and the purpose of this meeting, um, there are two purposes. The first is to gather members and partners of the Gender and Migration Working Group because we have not met for close to two, well, at least two years. So that is the first objective. 
And the second objective is to give significance to this meeting. We wanted to mark the occasion of the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. So we, that's why we decided to come to Berlin. And that is the theme of our meeting. Uh, and we also knew that every year, uh, International Women's Space organizes this very powerful demonstration with their allies. So we wanted to also be part of it um, uh, after seeing and reading about this project, about this demonstration. So it was um, a very good experience and a good moment for, for all of us. Thank you. Is there anything strategically you came up with to decide, or any project you are deciding to do together as different members of the White Plus organization? Yes, that's a very good question. Um, so yesterday we had a working group meeting and the conclusion of the meeting was a very good one. Uh, we are going to work towards building a campaign using the Istanbul Convention as an advocacy tool to fight violence against women. So this is part of the future plans for the working group. Um, and that's, um, that will be something that we all look forward to. Thank you. Sylvia, <laughs> you were telling us something in the car and you were like, yes, you have to say that. Please say what you were telling us in the car. It's about a year that I use a hashtag, it, uh, which is called Make Noise. Please use it. I'm uh, trying to make as noise as I can about human rights, about uh, children's rights, and against exploitation, because uh, uh, there are many, many uh, citizens that are uh, exploited in uh, Europe. Uh, in Italy, there are many, Italians also. And um, uh, they, ha they don't have uh, a contract for uh, their work. And um, also, they are, uh, uh, some of them are forced to leave their family and their children uh, left behind in their uh, origin countries. And uh, there are uh, significant consequences of this uh, issue that is uh, unknown at European level, not sufficient known at this level. Uh, therefore, I advocate for the uh, rights of uh, migrant families to go together, uh, together with um, their mothers, with their fathers, if they wish to, uh, children to, uh, in where their parents are going to work, and to receive uh, home, uh, some space from the state because they are strategic for those states like domestic workers. It's a strategic uh, work. And like uh, the workers in agriculture, also they are strategic, but they are invisible for the uh, politics. And uh, that's why uh, we uh, are trying to be as visible as possible and try to advocate, to convince politicians to embrace our causes. I was successful in this after some time of <laughs> 10 years of working on this, uh, that uh, project. And uh, I was succeeded to convince an, uh, a Europarliamentary woman to embrace uh, my cause, our cause, 
the, uh, which is um, keeping families together. And um, she will soon make an interrogation in Parliament uh, of Europe about uh, these families, about the implication of the states uh, regarding their obligation to, towards these uh, citizens. And um, then, uh, with the occasion of uh, International uh, Day of Human Rights, which is uh, the 10th of uh, December, we will have the first our first uh, conference about this uh, issue, and we'll uh, let uh, world uh, know that uh, we had uh, done the first step towards uh, taking a uh, motion. From uh, that was adopted by every political groups in uh, European Parliament to take it from uh, um, Council of Europe in uh, European Parliament and to try to make it uh, European directory to obligate the states to change their legislation, national legislation, in favor of migrant workers and in favor of citizens, because we are all equal. We are born equal in this world. And I'd like to add something that we women represent half of the population of the world. And that's why I'd like to tell everybody that it's our right to receive half of everything half of the budgets, half of the places for the, in politics, for women in politics, and to work together with men in constructing the budget, the national budget, because for too many years uh, this budget was thought by men for their interest. And for us there is no place. And um, also I'd like to, to invite women to think that uh, their work has value, important value. And um, the, the thought that uh, we work for nothing, we have to change this uh, point of view and to uh, give us value and to put conditions. Thank you. Thank you. We will now make noise. Hashtag make noise. Yeah. Um, yes, I. We will continue with the creation rooms um, uh, because I think that in in the place where you are creating something um, artistic is the place where you can find ideas um, and also when the women meet, um, maybe we we understand all our needs and that's uh, what happened when in our groups. And we started with uh, learn about uh, women's rights because we felt that we needed. And um, if if you mix the um, artistic and the creation, you can do a lot of um, things. And um, um, from these creation rooms, we start an association, and that association. Um, became a part of GADIP um, uh, that bring me to um, a broader, um, a bigger organization. And from this organization, I learned more 
about women's rights and other um, um, gender um, themes. And from GADIP, um, during these years, I reach wide plus, and from, I mean, from a sewing room and a creation room, you can um, start um, the creation process and the growth of um, not only you, but from all the women. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, the creation um, never stops. We, we I think that when we talk about gender, so we, we can create, we women create, we we have the babies, we create, we are the creators, and um, we are who make the, the networks and uh, teach our children. So um, I think that um, White Plus is a um, um, very good or, uh, network um, who, um, help other women to to empower it and and bring information because we all together give the information and it's like a um exchange of uh, um uh, yeah information very very good information and thank you everyone thank you very much uh well as far as Athena goes uh we have a conference that's going to happen online unfortunately but uh, it's on Monday, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll make it home in time. Uh, that is actually a final conference of a project we implemented for the past three years. Uh, the project is making a difference for refugee women and girls in Serbia. And we are very happy to show the results and to uh, exchange experiences with other actors and to hear what uh, the girls from the advocacy group have to say about their experiences. And we also have a great project that is going to involve refugee and migrant girls in the next year. And we will keep doing everything we're doing, hopefully. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, as part of our network in Spain, uh, we received this uh, last uh, week uh, an award from uh, uh, Ministry of Equality and Spanish Ministry um, for our last uh, research about uh, gender bias, violence in migrant women. That is the first research that collects all data about this uh, violation of rights quantitative and qualitative research. Um, and they, uh, we received it and then invited us to a meet next week. Um, I, uh, is, uh, uh, we are very greeting for these awards, but for us it's not enough. Uh, we continue uh, assist the commitment from ministry and other stakeholders, um, public institution, control them about the, their commitment. And also we are continuing collaborating and participating in a working group, sharing our experiences that for us is very important because it's uh, 
make uh, that our network um, good, uh, will be uh, visible in an European level. And we learn to very much from, from you, all of you. Uh, with the umbrella of White Plus, we are many greeting for them. And we continue the fighting <laughs> for the rights. Aluta, continua. Well, just to add on to um, what everyone has said, basically on, on our future, uh, the Gender Migration Working Group future plans. Well, to be honest, it's, it's very much dependent on how much funds we can raise for the working group. And with this idea of uh, having the campaign to use Istanbul Convention as an advocacy tool for migrant women, um, this is something that we would need to work on together. And for myself, as someone supporting the work of the working group, I, I, uh, I will focus a lot of my energy on looking for funds to sustain the working group. Um, this, is, uh, this is a topic that has been discussed a lot in this last two and a half days that we've been here in Berlin, not just from members of our working group, but also other women's uh, associations that we have met um, at today's, uh, today's uh, feminist gathering. So um, this is uh, something which I, we will be working on in at least the next six months or so. Thank you very, very much. It was a pleasure to have you here in the studio in Berlin. And we will continue with the fight. We wish you safe journey, journey masses as you go back to your country. But you're only departing. We are all together in one. Yeah? Yes. Thank you very much. You've been listening to EBS Radio. We are broadcasting from We Are Born Free, Powerman Radio in Berlin. EBS Radio is a podcast series on the migrant women experience brought to you by EBS, the international women's space. We are a feminist, anti-racist group of migrant women, refugee women, and women without this experience. EBS Radio is a continuation of our work documenting the lives and stories of refugee and migrant women living in Germany. Visit our website, iwspace.de, to find out more about our work and subscribe to our newsletter. A complete transcript and a German translation of today's episode will also be available there soon.